Hey everyone, it's Josh. I just wanted to let you know about a really cool opportunity that we're offering right now for this Shifting Moment listeners. You can go to thisshiftingmoment.com. That's just thisshiftingmoment.com. And we're offering a free meditation guided by Richard. The only caveat is you sign up for our mailing list, which is going to include uh, probably monthly meditations, stuff like that, writings that we enjoy, maybe even a reading list, something that me and Richard have been working on, as well as information on our upcoming book. So if you're interested in that, if you'd like more information on that, there's a link in the show notes here. Again, this shiftingmoment.com. Sign up for our mailing list and we're going to send you a free meditation. Thanks. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this shifting moment. Every Monday and Wednesday, we focus on a reading. And these readings come from Richard's vast library of thought leaders, teachers, and spiritual guides. And after the reading, we offer up an invitation. And it's an invitation that's designed to move something in your own heart. It's designed to help you wake up, help you through your afternoon, or to wind down at the end of the day. Welcome to this shifting moment. We hope it helps. Mary O'Malley, Helpful Hints. In the past, when we have tried to cultivate being, oftentimes we have experienced it just in our heads. How many times have you had a massage during which you were up in your head wishing that the therapist would do things a little bit differently? Or what about during sex? Are you really present? Or are you reviewing the shopping list in your head? And how many times have you floated in a warm bath with candles, no less, and read a book? I'm not saying that that is bad. All I'm saying is that who you are is not a thought. It is an experience. When you understand that, then you will be ready to take another step. A step to truly experiencing what you are experiencing. Remember that the intellect will try to take over. Before opening to being, it may say this, I'm afraid to be with me, or I can't hear what I need, or I don't have time, or I had an awful day, or I don't know how to do this, or I won't do it right, or I'm too depressed, or I'm too tired, or I have too many people depending on me to take care of me. You will always be running up against the next reason why you can't or won't open to being. All of your resistances are actually very good reasons to be present for yourself. This is when you most need yourself. When we are pressed to the max by our lives, disconnected from ourselves, we all feel vulnerable, whether or not we can acknowledge it. Just as an overwhelmed or overly tired child needs to be taken care of, so does our vulnerability. It is soothed and supported when we come back to ourselves. If we are stretched to the limit, we need to return to ourselves in simple and nourishing ways. The intellect also may be enamored of the joy of being present. It is planning on how you can do more of this in your life, or it may get sidetracked into judging how well you're doing. It may even tell you that this is boring and it isn't doing anything for you. Rather than listening to your thoughts, 
use them as an indicator that you have again left contact with your immediate experience. Pause, take a few deep breaths, and come back to curiosity about what you are experiencing right now. As we cultivate the river of joy and aliveness that is life, the final thing we need to remember is that we may be afraid of being. We have been contained and controlled for so long that we have forgotten the safety, the nourishment, and the exhilaration of opening to life. Not only are we unfamiliar with it, but we don't know what to do with it. The mind often turns on the control mode when aliveness floods us with the truth. Hold on for a minute. Where is the shut-off valve? I need to be in control here. So we need to explore opening to life in little bites, slowly expanding our capacity for the joy of being alive. It is also important to recognize that our capacity for free-flowing joy is like a clogged-up old pipe. When we start allowing the water through it again, it will happen in fits and starts as it pushes out all the contraction in our bodies, our minds, and our hearts. Remember that as you are clearing out your pipes, you are heading for the clear flowing water of your own vitality. I love this example of just clearing out those pipes, those rusty parts of ourselves that just haven't been used in so long or that maybe we've neglected, or that maybe we just chose to believe don't work anymore. What I love the most about this metaphor and idea is to clear out that junk, to prove to yourself that these things do work, to clear them out. The first action is just simply to decide I'm going to turn that faucet on. I think sometimes we get caught up in the full story, the big narrative, where it's I've got to start with this and then follow through with this and then this and then this and then this and then finally it'll be done and then, then I can be happy. The truth is we can celebrate every single small step along the way. Everything deserves a celebration. Everything deserves a sense of completion. And so maybe today, it's just to decide to start. 